Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee, which is delicious. It's a beautiful morning here, Santa Fe. It's a beautiful morning every day in Santa Fe. Um, yeah, I'm here a bit earlier. Those of you on video can see by the light. It's just now um, coming up on seven o'clock. Uh, managed to get an early start today so I can get in an hour of writing before I go to writer coffee. So um, trying to be organized. Oh, and I should say that today is Thursday, July 29th. 29 is also a good number. So yes, beautiful, clear morning. I'm actually going to have to water the potted plants. We did not get rain yesterday. Well, we got a little light sprinkle, but we did not get a torrential rain. So, um, but I'm going to put a photo on the show notes or, you know, how I include the photo. Those of you who say it that way, YouTube, I don't put it on there necessarily, but we're actually having mushrooms popping up popping up in the desert great big mushrooms so I'm going to put a photo of a mushroom um it's really cool to see I actually have mushrooms popping up in the gravel here but they get um dug up overnight eaten and stuff Uh, so so apparently saying that uh presenters should get paid upsets people cannot believe um, some of the responses I'm getting uh, and it's it's ongoing like um, people keep responding to that Facebook post and it, and for reference you should just go back and listen to my podcasts of um, Monday Tuesday or look for the post on my Facebook page my neck's a little stiff this morning excuse me it's all these people jumping on my head and complaining um, I'm noticing a lot of our grapes are gone. I think they're getting at, huh? We've also been getting some hail occasionally. So the grape arbor is a little bit battered. Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> people are, are upset that I said, Oh, I, and, or look for the Facebook post where I talk about, um, being asked to graciously donate my time. So can I make it clear? I mean, you guys, I'm probably preaching to the choir here, but I didn't say that I don't graciously donate my time. I didn't say that there aren't causes that are worthy of being donated to. Um, I also, (laughs) I'm just going to rant to you guys. Is that all right? I also really don't need people to explain to me how cons work, (laughs) um, science fiction and fantasy conventions. I keep having people saying things to me like, well, I've been going to SF cons for many years and it's like, oh, well, and I've been sitting in my grape barber picking my nose. It's like, yes, I, I hit, I know how cons work. I have been to them. Um, <laughs> I appreciated that one of my friends, um, actually Emily Ma, we'll just out her. I appreciate that. Emily said, um, you, you're the fucking president of Sefwa. You don't need anyone explaining to you how conferences work. It's like, geez, people. 
So, yes, I know that people who run cons are volunteers. Uh, there is a logical fallacy that because somebody decides to donate their time and work as a volunteer to create something out of passion because they want to have the con, uh, you know, that's, that's awesome. It, it's a logical fallacy that they should then expect everybody else to donate their time. Um, especially when you want people who are professionals to provide the content. And I just feel like this should not be such a radical idea and people are getting really annoyed with me. I had, um, one person who had asked me to do a workshop. Um, I won't get into specifics. You guys could probably guess, but it's, it's a group I work with all the time, not Cephala. There was another clue. Um, but I have, I have volunteered for this group, volu graciously donated my time, volunteered for this group for more than 10 years now, right? I have been, I have given all kinds of time and attention to this group. And they had asked me if I would give a presentation in October. And I had said yes, um, knowing full well I would not be paid for that because I was fucking graciously <laughs> donating my time. I'm not so gracious this morning, am I? Um, well, this gal emailed me last night and she said, well, I feel like, um, by asking you to present in October that I put you in a difficult position and, uh, you know, that we wouldn't be able to pay you. And if you don't feel like you can do this, I would totally understand. And I was like, oh, guess she saw the Facebook post. <laughs> you're not on video. I was like making the bless your heart face. Um, really annoyed me. It annoyed me, you guys. So I wrote back and said, well, I'm sure you saw the Facebook post since you've just emailed me out of the blue. <laughs> and, um, what can I say? Uh, Sorry, I'm having other thoughts go through my mind too. I need to like focus, like, fo or actually focus, not just like focus. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I should tell you guys because it's, it is distracting me. I keep thinking about it. I, um, found a, a dead fledgling in one of my watering cans, which I had carelessly left upright and it filled with water. And I'm afraid that the fledgling got caught in the watering can and could not get out. And I think it might be a baby raven even. Um, so it's over there. <laughs> I found it yesterday, but um, I'm struggling with a lot of guilt over this. I've now upended all of the things that could hold water. You know, we don't normally have standing water. Um, and I, I don't know how it got over there, but I'm feeling bad about that. There. Now, maybe that, now that I've confessed, I hope I didn't bring you all down because it's a sad thing. Um, but maybe I can move past it and continue my rant. <laughs> so anyway, I, I wrote her back and said, you know, guess you saw my Facebook post and I know that you weren't going to pay me. And I said yes anyway, because I was graciously donating my time. But you know what? 
I don't have to do this because my time is valuable. Why is this so offensive to people to say that our time is valuable? Um, and a lot of people have commented saying that they think this is a thing with women and wow, it's women who are coming after me for this. Um, either, you know, various levels of chiding that I am being uppity <laughs> in some way. And it's like, geez, people, um, <laughs> this one gal had to go through the thread and I figure, you know, you post on Facebook, you get outed, but she had to go through the thread, peppering it with comments through throughout the whole thing, like on other people's comments, um, saying how, okay, so get this. This is the part that really gets me. Uh, this is some deep fuckery people <laughs> that she says, well, you know, publishing runs on free labor and it's a lottery. And by presenting things, uh, for free, you're essentially buying a ticket into the lottery, hoping that readers will notice you and that maybe you'll eventually win the big prize. <laughs> um, was that all there was to her analogy? I feel like there was another piece of it. Um, oh, well, and then she said, she said, you should take this opportunity because I mean, she was implying that I was lucky to get this opportunity. And so, yeah, I get that there are writers, newbie writers, struggling writers who are looking for any opportunity, um, to get themselves out there. And so they come at it from this lens of you should be grateful, grateful that people ask you to donate your time for free. I, I know that's redundant. I'm sorry. Okay. So let us be clear just between us. Although I did reply to her and I said this also, um, <laughs> publishing does not run on free labor. Okay. People who publish books like the big houses, they are not doing it out of the goodness of their hearts or because this is some kind of public charity, right? Um, Oh, and the other thing she said, I'm going to have to, to backtrack slightly was she was saying that if we ask for artists to be paid a fair wage for their work, that only the wealthy will be able to afford art. There's another logical fallacy for you. Okay. So now let's go back. Publishing does not run on free labor. Who, who works for free in publishing? Nobody, nobody. I mean, interns are paid basically slave wages, making it a privileged thing, you know, like only people who have like trust funds or come from families who can afford for them to live in New York city while they get paid a pittance can do it. It's a problem. Publishing does not run on free labor. Where did this idea come from? You ask, you know, people who self publish their books, you know, if you're doing it wrong, yeah, you're not making any money or if you're not, I shouldn't say that that's not fair. Um, there are a lot of reasons why you might not be making money yet as a self publisher. And if you are not, I'm, I sympathize because it takes a while and it sucks, but you're not deliberately not making money, right? you you would like to make money and you're working at it. You guys writing is a job. What it's a career where we are creating a thing that we then sell to people who want to buy it. It's not this weird 
buying a ticket into a lottery thing. I don't even know where this idea comes from. Um, if you have this idea, disabuse yourself. Um, this is what perpetuates this cycle that somehow writers are lucky to be noticed. You know, oh, golly gee whiz, I sure hope somebody notices me. Um, Yes, there can be a culture of desperation that grows. It can be hard to be discovered. I totally get that. Um, I mean, I've struggled with it. I've been in this business for a long time and it is not always easy. Uh, my mom texted me yesterday or the day before uh, that she saw the promised queen at her local library and she was so excited and she was like that's really exciting for a mommy and i'm like i'm i'm so happy you know and it's like but i've i've had a lot of books of, you know I've, what published like 50 i've 50 published titles 53 something like that at this point and you know it's only been a couple of times that my mom has seen my book at her local library yes there is that aspect of chance to it you know that not all books surface not all books get bought or distributed um you know publishing house might not want your book you might have to self-publish it you might choose to self-publish and it might be a struggle to get discovered that way but you're not buying a ticket into a lottery you are producing something of value that you are then selling to people because they get joy out of it i mean is, is there another profession where people are walking around with these stupid ideas about it? Um, no, you don't have to be grateful that somebody gives you an opportunity to donate your time. You might choose to donate your time. And I'm also getting all of these people who are doing the um, not all, <laughs> you know, it's like the not all men thing. Um, you know, oh, not all volunteer opportunities. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've been clear about this all along. Yes. You may choose to donate your time. I donate my time all the time. Uh, <laughs> you might choose to do an event that does not pay because it supports the organization that you're doing it for, or because it is an opportunity for you Friday night, tomorrow night. Um, the plug, I'm doing an online panel for Love Sweet Arrow. I'm not getting paid to do that, right? Never occurred to me to ask if I was going to get paid to do that. It's a bookstore. It's a bookstore who sells my books and they are going to have my books available for people to buy because they are not working for free and the, and I guess that's all. They are not working for free. They are in the business of selling books. They sell books. My friend Jennifer Estep organized the panel. She has a new release, um, which I already talked about, but Capture the Crown. And also Leslie Penelope and Lexi Ryan. Lexi Ryan's new book, These Hollow Vows, came out, um, I, well, I guess it was last Tuesday. Uh, you know, I'm supporting them by doing this too. They support me, I support them. It's a nice little cycle. <laughs> Yes, sometimes you do things for free. I do stuff for free for libraries too, because libraries are giving things to people. They are getting my books out there and they are creating um, a place where people can access art who aren't wealthy, right? 
Should we address that one real quick? If we pay people what they are worth, then only the wealthy will access it. I mean, this is like, I, I keep referencing this whole thing about, you know, like a, a, live, a living wage. <laughs> you guys, there's, there's a huge, huge gap between <laughs> paying people what they are worth paying a fair wage and making something astronomically expensive. It's, it's like the distance of the solar system. I, I've had people saying things to me like, um, well, you know, a lot of these volunteers are, are working class people. They're not the idle wealthy. It's like, you guys, there is a huge difference between struggling to put food on the table and being the idle wealthy. Where is this coming from? I mean, we keep talking about the vanishing middle class, but it's interesting to see it just like pop up in these conversations. Like there's nothing in between. <laughs> it's, and, and I think Grace commented on that post. You know, I love Grace. Um, you know, and she was like, damn woman, what are you charging for your books? <laughs> You'd think that only the wealthy can afford to buy them. We don't price our books you know, our books don't cost a hundred thousand dollars so that only someone who's very wealthy can buy them. Our books cost four dollars and five dollars and you sell a lot of them to a lot of people. That's, that's how the business works. I mean, it's amazing. It's the whole thing just has me flabbergasted. Clearly I'm on a tear. Um, but it's like, it, it's, it's amazing the pushback. It, it really is. And um, so I'm going to encourage you all. If you want to take an opportunity because it will help you sell your books and get your name out to readers, um, do it. If you want to support your local library or another library, do it. If you want to support an indie bookstore, do it. My whole point is that you don't have to work for free for every Tom, Dick, and Harry who asks. And especially conventions where they are asking for a registration fee from their participants. <laughs> they can afford to... People are going to tell me they can't afford to pay for content. They, they, they should set up their business model so that they are paying their content providers, right? But instead they're just figuring, okay, here's what we have to pay for the hotel and you know, we'll get people to do this for free. You know, the thing is too, and, and I really didn't want to get into this on like the Facebook thread, you know, like, oh, every opportunity to get your name out to readers. A lot of these, you know, like this particular thing that I was asked to do, I have done before. Um, and I, I don't know that I've sold any books. I don't necessarily try to calculate an ROI on these things, but if you are <laughs> not, not all opportunities are equivalent and, um, I don't know. I'm, I know I'm circling at this point, but you guys, you, you do not have to donate your time. Um, don't let people guilt you into it. I'm amazed at how much people are trying to make me feel guilty about this. It's like, oh, well, you know, other people are donating their time and, you know, people can't afford XYZ. It's like, okay, 
you know, sorry if you can't afford the thing. You know, if you, <laughs> what that means is if you can't afford it, you can't have it. It doesn't mean that you figure out a way to make the thing, to devalue the thing so that you can then acquire it. How's that for a motto? All right. So there's my rantiness for the day. Rest in peace, baby Raven. Uh, feel terrible about that. Ah. All right. I'll remind you all that first cup of coffee is part of the frolic media podcast network and you will find more podcasts that you'll love and where people don't rant the whole time or talk about dead birds. Um, so you could check them out (laughs) and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye bye.